Welcome to the Thinking Things Through podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about my teacher, Samuel Hill Moffat. I've been privileged to study under some of the greatest minds in the academic fields. In this series of tributes to them, I commend their work and celebrate their lives. It was 2015 in February. I was doing research in northern India when I heard the news that my friend and mentor had passed on. At almost 99, Samuel Moffat had lived to a great age, and I counted a great privilege to have known him during the 19 years of his long life. Sam was born in 1916 to missionary parents in Pyongyang, Korea. He studied at Princeton Seminary and went on to Yale for his PhD in history. In 1947, he and his wife Elizabeth Tarrant left for China as missionaries before Mao's Communist Revolution expelled them from the country after a spurious trial. His wife died three years later of cancer. In 1956, Sam returned to the land of his birth, Korea, with his second wife, Eileen Flower. There, he taught in research for the next 25 years before returning to the States to teach at Princeton Seminary from 1981 to 1986. I met Sam 10 years after his retirement in 1996. I was a 36-year-old first-year seminary student who had already had a career in science and in law when I first met this 80-year-old professor. One of my classmates said, I should meet this white professor who spoke Mandarin Chinese. My friend did not know that I did not speak Mandarin. In any case, I met with him, and Sam would take lunch at the cafeteria to meet students. I was one of them. I will always remember his kindness. He was aware that as a graduate student on a very tight budget, I tried to cut down on expenses. There were many occasions when Sam insisted on buying my lunch. I learned three things from Sam the Asian roots of Christianity from studying geography and history, that religions influence each other and evolve over time, and that I should write my reflections down as time is not on the scholar's side. Uh, The first thing I learned from him, that the Asian roots of Christianity came from studying geography and history, was so impactful that I want to share a bit of this here. Sam knew that I was on a lifelong quest to understand God in the context of science and other religions beyond Christianity's belief in Israel's God. He told me about the forgotten history of Christianity outside the West. I was stunned, understandably, when he told me that Jesus was Asian. The church began in Asia. Asia produced the first known church building, the first New Testament translation, the first Christian king, the first Christian poets, and arguably the first Christian state. Now, as an Asian who has always thought of Christianity as a European faith, I was gripped by the idea of this little explored reality. The second thing I learned from him, that religions influence each other and evolve over time, came through his studies of geography and history. Sam traced the history of the journey of the Apostle Thomas to India via Oman, This was quite a fascinating story. We still haven't confirmed which parts of it are historically correct, which parts are legendary, but nonetheless, it opened up doors to understanding the great traverse 
the rise of the Persian church known as the Church of the East, sometimes called the Nestorian Church, at the city of Edessa, now is in Urfa in Turkey, about the Assyrian missionary Elopen from Seleucia Tessaphon near Baghdad to the Tang Dynasty, China, and of Marco Polo's incredible 20-year journey to Yuan Dynasty, China. Finally, he talked about Francis Xavier's mission from Spain to India, Indonesia, Malacca, Japan, and on to Canton in China. Xavier's convert, Anjiro, who became the first missionary to Japan as a native speaker. Now, Sam showed how every religion was intertwined with economics and politics. In his books, Sam wrote about other religions with respect, Mastaism or Zoroastrianism, Hinduism, Buddhism, the Mongol religion, Nestorianism and Islam. This impressed me greatly because I come from a country of many religions and we try to live in peace by respecting each other's differences. Through his writings, I discovered that there were Christian communities in modern Muslim Xinjiang, that the Persian Mongol ruler accepted the appointment of a Nestorian Christian leader in Muslim Baghdad, that Uzbekistan is named after Uzbek Khan, the 14th century great-grandson of Batu Khan, the Mongol leader of the Golden Horde in Russia, the first Mongol to convert to Islam and became the sixth Chagatai Khan in modern Central Asia was called Mubarak Shah. In 1390, the Uyghurs of Turfan in China's Xinjiang province were forced to convert to Islam and Turfan became known as Dar al-Islam. That Tugador, the Mongol Ilkhan of Persia, converted to Christianity and called himself Nicholas and later converted to Islam and named himself Ahmad and that two of the most important Christian leaders in Persia were Uyghur. As you can see, the intertwining of religions and locations were quite mind-boggling. Sam's appreciation of other religions that Christianity encountered across the world prompted me to embark on a ministry of exploration, to discover for myself what his generation could not. Advances in science and technology, as well as medical pharmacology, made visiting these far-flung places safer now, how did I move from a ministry of teaching and research into one of exploration? In 2010, something dramatic happened in my life that closed the door to a ministry of teaching within the church that I'd known for 20 years. Sam suggested that I might visit the lands he wrote about, but he himself did not get a chance to see. He had become too old to endure such adventure expeditions. I did not take him seriously then, but wondered, why not? From 2011, I began my plan to retrace the journey of Marco Polo, where he met Kublai Khan, the Mongolian emperor of China, whose mother was a Christian princess. Over the past decade, I've systematically visited many lands that Sam wrote about. The next one coming up, is Baghdad itself, and then the ruins of Seleucia Tessaphon. His lifelong studies showed that religions influence each other. My travels taught me that every religion evolved over time. Nothing is static. Number three, he asked that I should write my reflections down because time is not on the scholar's side. Now, Sam saw that I studied a great deal but chose not to publish any papers until I felt I had more certainty. One day, Sam invited me to a small office where he had begun to write. 
It was full of handwritten notes in various stages of fraying. He then advised me not to wait too long before I wrote anything down. Even he had difficulty reading his own scribbles, and he feared that I might end up waiting too long before writing down my own findings. In retirement, Sam published his two-volume History of Christianity in Asia in 1992 and in 2005. He was then 76 and 89 years old. He regretted that he was unable to complete a trilogy with a third volume on Christianity in Asia during the 20th century. When asked why he marked the year 1500 as a dividing period between his two books, he replied, Prior to 1500, the way from Europe to Asia was largely by land. But after 1500, it was largely by sea. It was around 1500 that both Portugal and Spain sailed to Asia for both the crown and the cross, that is, for gold and God. Then came the Dutch and the British as the East India companies. Now, as someone born in Malaysia, I've known the colonial powers of Portugal, Dutch and Britain firsthand. I've seen how the various legacies of Portuguese lace came to become part of the wardrobe of my great-grandmother, who was born in 1878. I've seen how the Dutch buildings in the city of Malacca remain today, and many of the people have intermarried into even my own family, where we have a Portuguese blood in our DNA. Sam and I had much in common. We were both born in Asia. We both studied in the West, theology at Princeton and history at Yale. We were both fascinated by the great travelers who bridged the East and the West. As Christian scholars, we wanted to learn about other religions. As citizens of the world, we considered the people around the globe part of our extended family. His deep interest in Asian history of Christianity sparked my own. Over the past 15 years, I've been tracing the accounts of Christian witness in his two books and visited many places he mentioned, from Syria, to Iran, Iraq, Jordan, Turkey, Lebanon, Tunisia, and soon Algeria. Sam would have been delighted that I'm now close to completing the old Silk Road, except for southern Iraq and Afghanistan, visiting and documenting with photographs and videos the places he wrote of. I remember Sam urging me to start writing before I forget what I thought I remembered of what I knew. Now, the three things I learned from Sam, I'm going to repeat this, is the Asian roots of Christianity, that religions influence each other and evolve over time, and finally, that I should write as soon as I can. I once asked him, Sam, when you see God, what would be your first question to him? He replied without batting an eyelid, What's with the Bible? Now, this was not what I expected from a missionary and a professor of church history. We spent many more conversations unpacking this four-letter answer, what's with the Bible. Sam's guarded answer resulted from a lifelong study of the scriptures. This library of diverse genres written by many anonymous writers over a long period of time in various locations that we call the Bible simply does not match the simplistic, monolithic idea of the Bible as God's word that we have been taught. His honest answer led me to investigate the history of canon, that is, how the Bible came to be, with another distinguished scholar, the late professor of New Testament, Bruce Metzger, who lived to a ripe old age of 93. Both Bruce and Sam serve as advisors to the ministry of ACT, for which I'm grateful. Every time we part company, I'd say, Sam, I'll see you.
Not before I see you, Ron, he would reply. Sam, if you can read this, here's to you and your labors in writing of your learning. You will not be forgotten. 